Bo's Cafe. Hey, Happy hey, New Year. Happy 2014. New Year. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, we've been missing you for a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Uh, David, you know, he's just not been reliable. It's oh. the drinking. Yeah, yeah, David. <laughs> we sit here every week. We yeah, just we, get in our chairs, but we can't Where's turn it David? On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got him today, and uh, we're going to start a new thing today, being a new year. Um, you remember the, the main character, Stephen, in Bo's Cafe? He lived in a gated community in Manhattan Beach. And uh, John uh, grew up not far from there, but not in a gated community, I no, would say. No, no, far from a gated community. And uh, so we are going to launch into John's new book, On My Worst Day. And uh, it will start in Southern California. And uh, it will uh, also vary into Pennsylvania, and then we'll get into Arizona. Yeah. I'd love, John, for you to set us up for mm-hmm. why why'd you do this? Why'd you write this book? And all of a sudden it shows up on our shelves. And yeah, what, yeah. well, it, 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 we've talked about it for a long time. Yeah. We, we've been writing um, some didactic, some fictional. We're trying to, like, every way that we can to present this truth into everybody's lives into commerce into business into marriage into family and we've been teaching a lot of principles uh, trying to lay them out but what does that look like in one person's life that's what I asked to do a long time ago and you guys said no that makes sense we're we're ready now Uh, plus until you write it we're never going to get the marriage and wedding and children book done anyway so um that 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 has been such a delight for me to go chronologically through my life and show a God who was longing for me, waiting for me, even speaking to me and speaking over me, even before I knew him. Hmm. And, and then to try to play out principles of grace and identity that, and trust that come out of my journey, of my life, in all of the... Ugliness, goodness, wonder, um, before Christ and after Christ, after coming to Christ. So I love it because people can find themselves in it. Uh, They can find themselves in the story and say, wait, that's me. I know that I've been through that. And, oh, I had no idea I I was allowed to see God that way. So I I think um, that's been a a gift. That's Mm -hmm. been the joy of this book. But long, long and early in the process, you both said to me, John, we've got to codify some of these stories so that people won't miss it, they, that they won't miss the insight. So we've got 30-some awakenings that, that I either learned then or have learned since that inform where I was in that time of life. So That's great. we're, we're going to try and go through... Uh, a lot of those awakenings and and hope that they hit all of us. You know, John, too, one, one of the treats of this book is in your <clears throat> conversation and in God's conversation with you. Yeah. And so from time to time, if you get an opportunity, if they're short enough to read yeah. one of your historical pieces and and we come to an awakening, but also to a prayer that... And, and to a statement from God, That's right. um, some of those will be very, uh, very meaningful 
Yeah, that'd be great. And we'll, yeah. sometimes we won't do them because yeah. the story's too long. Yeah. In this particular one today with Mr. Yukage, I think it'd be it'd be great to read it. And it's quite a short prayer, quite a short, a short <laughs> statement that God makes to you. So, so uh, we'll save God's statement to the last. Why don't you go ahead? Thanks. 1962, Mr. Yukage passed away from kidney failure this year. He lived across the street on Altura Way. For some reason, he took a kind interest in me. If he saw me playing out front, he'd usually walk over. We'd sit for hours on our front stoop. Who does that? A 60-some-year-old and a kid spending unhurried chunks of time together. I felt known with him, even not talking at all. I think all along he was just trying to convince me that I was worth his time. Like that single gift would help me. He had no idea how much it would. He talked to me about life, about nearly everything. He was wise. I listened to him because even then I could tell he wasn't giving adult slogans. He listened to me like what I was saying was important. He was real. Most adults saw me as a disrespectful, spoiled punk. So probably did Mr. Yukage. But he was able to see over it all. He was the one who gave me my first baseball glove. He restrung one from his garage and rubbed saddle soap into every crevice. Oh, I'd give a lot to have that glove today. During my entire childhood, he was the only adult I visited in a hospital. I made my parents drive me there. When he ultimately passed away from kidney failure, it was the first time I'd experienced deep loss. When I eventually did start to risk trusting others, it was largely because I'd once known someone trustworthy. I would waste far too much of my life in foolishness without wisdom, fighting this particular truth, awakening. Anyone can get knowledge and information, but nobody gets wisdom, insight, and discernment without trusting. Ever since Mr. Yukage, I was looking hard for such a place. And I imagine God saying to me, John, I will make sure Bill Yukage gets to see this piece. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's precious, John. That's just precious. You know, John, as I, as I uh, think about what you were just saying and what you just read, Lots of times now, as we work with leaders, we're trying to help leaders understand how to get in touch with the next generation. Right. And so we're saying to them, can you go back in your own history, find a significant life event, and imagine what the principle is you learned there. Right, right. Because then That's you right. have something to share with them. Mm. So this statement, this two-part statement, so often anyone who can get knowledge and information and that's true, and that's what we try to share. But that's not what people need. Mm -hmm. But what they need is wisdom, mm -hmm. insight, mm -hmm. discernment, because that's what touches their life issues. That, that's what makes life work. And that can't happen without trust. Yeah. So, so I just, right now, as you were talking yeah, this morning, I was right. thinking of leaders I'm working with right now, trying to help them find what you've written here on one page. You're doing that, Bill? Oh, constantly. Wow. And I, I'm saying to them, can you do it? And one leader, we all know really well, uh, he, he met with his daughter-in-law oh, wow. last year 
I, let's say his son's been married 10 years, I don't know. And he talked with her about a life issue. And she started to cry, wow. and she said to him, Dad, do you know, in the 12 years I've known you, I, don't, I realize I don't know you at all. Wow. Today, for the first time, I think I know you. Wow. Mm. That's how powerful this principle, this awakening, yeah. uh, the, the root of it is so critical. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. What do you think about the, the issue of wisdom and discernment um, and nurturing trust in the next generation? What do you think helps that? What, what nudges it along for somebody that's listening? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they're going, well, I don't know if I know how to do that. Uh, I, think, I think John modeled it beautifully because it's in the context of story, Bruce. It's always in the context of reality. Yeah. You know, when we stand up in front of an audience and we say, if your theology doesn't touch your reality, you're not experiencing grace. <coughs> it, it's because their theology is all knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the knowledge of a book called the Bible. It's not an awareness of the truth in the book called the Bible. And, and that comes through story. So, so you're that saying... That comes through experience. From my end, as a, as a mentor in somebody's life, I want to let them into as much as I can about my own journey. Exactly. So that they can see, okay, yeah. uh, he is someone I can trust. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, for instance, Jesus. <laughs> like, like, for instance, Jesus. It, right. Using every experience to teach a truth. <clears throat> like, like, for instance, John, if you were mentoring someone, tell them this story. Yeah. Just tell them this story and tell them what you learned from this story. And they'll go, gosh, I wonder if there's anybody in my life right. that has been intentional for my benefit, that has taught me truth. Who's doing that for me? It'll trigger in them an awareness. And then there was this other thing, the flip side kind of. I hear in your story, yeah. Mr. Yukich, a lot of listening. Yes. He, he listened to yes. you. Very good. Yeah, he, he was in no hurry for me to get anything. It, it, it was a... Sometimes I just thought, why are you, are you lonely? You know, <laughs> and he wasn't at all. But he just gave me the gift of time um, to say, you are worthwhile. You, you are go. worthwhile. And, and it meant something so great to me, just just being together that I was worthwhile. John, you just hit a home run on that statement. Let me just tell you, it's so much harder to give somebody time than it is to give them a bit of knowledge. Yeah. That's it. And by the time statement. you're in your 60s, like Mr. Yukich was, um, you're you're busy. You got stuff to do. <laughs> you got you got your own vocation, your own career. You got exactly. you got people all around, and so a lot of times it's just easier to tell people something. That's right. Like give them knowledge, <clears throat> than it is to sit there and hear their story, and and listen to them, and so that both both sides of that, having your story as Bill was sharing, as well as listening to the story that's emerging in them and to the issues of their life. Absolutely. This is very encouraging. Mm. And um, Mm. I think it's it's a good way for all of us to start the year thinking about people that we should be listening to and and sharing our story with. Exactly. Well, we'll see you next week at Bo's Cafe. Thank you, guys.